What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the scorecard, the boxing scorecard, where I ask people to come with your scorecard and an explanation, not just your opinion. Uh, last night, we had the big unification at 135, at 135 pounds between Devin Haney and George Cambosis. Um, a lot of hype coming up to this fight right here. Um, we'll show the tail of the tape in a second here. You'll see both guys, their ages and weights and uh, and their records. Here we go, Haney. Cambosis from Australia, Haney from the USA. Cambosis, 28 years old in the prime of his career, physical and mental. Haney's still young, only at 23 years old. Um, you know, just a, a quick reminder, Canelo was 22 when he fought Mayweather. Haney is doing some big things at just 23 years old right now. Both guys were undefeated coming into this match right here. And uh, Haney had a little bit of the reach advantage. Um, again, so this fight, you know, this this show is called the scorecard. Last night, there was no there was no need to, to the score, you know, to score the fight with last night because it was a complete shutout victory for Mr. Haney. Um, my prediction before the fight was a unanimous decision for for Devin Haney. Um, the only thing that I got wrong is that I I, I thought. George would actually put up more of a fight, um, judging by his performance against Tiofomo Lopez, who who had a big win against uh, uh, who who defeated Loma, Vasily Lomachenko, who everyone thought was untouchable. Lopez defeat beat him unanimous, and George Cambosis beat Lopez uh, pretty convincingly. I think it was a split decision, but it was pretty convincingly that that Cambosis won it, took the titles from from Lopez. So, you know, judging by that victory, Cambosis also has other good victories against uh, uh, um, former veterans, Mikey Bay. Um, so I was expecting uh, uh, the Greek guy from, that lives in Australia to put up a better fight. But Haney, just a, a complete shutout. I mean, I'll go every round, you know, the score was 120 to 108. So it couldn't be more perfect scorecard for Haney. Um, and it was really the educated jab that, uh, that, that, kept, that kept him off of him. And after the fight, you can see Cambosis' face was really marked up. But it wasn't like, you know, Haney landed a few right hands and a few other punches, but it was really the, the jab, the educated jab. What I mean by educated jab is that he wasn't, it's not just simply standing up and just throwing it randomly. Sometimes you would throw it hard. Sometimes you would just flick it out there for speed. And George Cambosis couldn't time that. He couldn't, uh, he was trying to counter punch it. Like he was, he, Cambosis was trying to land the same punch the overhand right that he landed on Lopez, but it was never there for, for him because Haney's jab was just so fast um, getting in and out. And sometimes when he wouldn't make it fast, he would just make it hard, hard enough to make George's head snap back that by the time he was ready to come back, Haney was already gone. So the jab, 100%, the jab is, uh, is, is the main thing. One of the only things that, uh, that, that Haney needed in this fight. Just to go through each round real quick, you know, round one, Haney educated jab. Cam obviously looking for the overhand right. Uh, round two, Cam landed something. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, because Cam landed, he, he might have landed one or two punches once in a while that made the crowd go wild just because that was the only thing close to remotely landing something. Um, so anytime Cam Bosis, you know, <laughs> Through a punch, the crowd was going crazy. So you got to be careful not, to not let the crowd influence your decisions when you're when you're scoring the fight. Um, Haney with that perfect jab, round three. 
Haney already on cruise control winning clearly, but you have to be careful. So I said, right going into the third round, you can see that Haney was, was already comfortable. Like I said, on cruise control, only problem is when you're on cruise control, just like if you're driving, you know, on the four one on cruise control, you can't just fall asleep and you can still get into an accident. So when you're on cruise control in the boxing ring, you still have to be on point. Like on cruise control just means that, you, you know, you're, 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 you know, you, you, you can just feel yourself relaxed. You know, you're not, you don't have to put output, put as much energy into, into your efforts and what you're doing. Um, but you still have to be careful. So that's, that's what I, what I wrote for round three, round four, again, no close rounds, uh, round four, Cam losing Haney still got to be careful. This is worse than I thought. Um, worse than I thought, because like I said, I was expecting Cambosa to put up more of a fight. Uh, round five, Haney popping popping an up jab, popping up that jab. Um, fight is boring for some people. I'm going to mention something specific about people that call fights like this boring. Something specific that I want to get out here. Here's a picture of that jab. Now, this <laughs> this specific picture right here, there was, you know, it was right after the fight. That, so, I didn't get it. There wasn't too much action pictures of Haney versus uh, Cambosis. So this is not Cambosis, but I really, I specifically wanted to add this picture in here so you can see how perfect Haney's jab is. Like this was, this fight was against Jojo Diaz. Jojo, look, Jojo Diaz has his hands up. He has his hands up properly and, and Haney was still able to, to, to stick that jab in there. That's how perfectly educated this guy's jab is. Uh, round six. Um, right. See this. So, so, clear i started making comments about other stuff round six i wrote uh 40, people in attendance and it's quiet it was up it was I think actually it was close to fifty thousand people they said they had in that stadium in australia and it was quiet um that's quiet for the hometown the guy that's how you know when you're you're doing good if you're the guy from out of town round seven um the only significant punch that landed was uh was a fu educated jeff maney this is extra unanimous Round eight, uh, Bradley really hoping for Cam. Yeah, that's the other thing. Tim Bradley, I don't know. He was he was really trying to trying to hope uh, um, keep Cambosis in the fight by saying you know talking about what he could do or what he was trying to do, but it, it just was not working. Anything Cam was was trying to do, you could just see the discouragement. Is that a word? Anyways, you can just see him get more discouraged as the fight was going on. Um, let me skip a couple rounds here because it was basically the same thing over and over again. Round 10, Cam trying to cheat, hold and punch. That was the only thing he could do. He couldn't outbox him. So he was trying to, he, he, he. Devin Haney threw a jab. George grabbed his arm with one arm and tried to punch him with punch him with the other. That was only close to to only thing that he was close to landing a punch. Round 11, 12, I didn't even write any comments for that because it was just clearly clear victory for, for Devin Haney. Um, now what's next for both fighters? It's funny. Cause when, you know, when, when big fights happen, I think what a lot of people get is what, uh, what we call, um, or what is called recency bias. So like whoever is the last person that people remember, that's, that's who they're going to think is. So last night, Devin Haney looked flawless in his victory against Cambosis. So, you know, everyone's saying, you know, Devin's the man at 135. I don't see anybody beating him, blah, blah, blah. And it is true that me personally, I don't, the only person I see giving him trouble, actually, no, there's a lot of sharks at that, at between 135 and 130. So, but he's definitely at the top of them. Him and Shakur Stevenson, Tank. Um, 
And then, of course, I'm talking about recency bias. Last week, Tank uh, uh, um, had a, was losing. Actually, like I said, he was losing that fight to Roley. But just like 90% of his other fights, he came through and knocked him out at the end. Um, so you know, everyone's talking about Tank being the man at 135. A couple of weeks before that, everyone was talking about Cambosis. You know, nobody was talking about Cambosis before before he beat that Lopez. Before Lopez fight, nobody was talking about this guy George Cambosis. All right, he beats. So he beat the man who beat the man, and so he felt that he was the man. And to to a lot of the boxing community, um. They felt Cambosis was a was a big player. I don't know. I, I I don't like to put guys on that pedestal just after one big victory. Um, it was a big victory, but you got to be a little bit more consistent before you know you you get get considered up there with the upper echelon guys. Um, and then one more thing about the recency bias thing. You know, even with the with uh, uh, Earl Spence and and Crawford. You know, and Spence was the last one last one to fight. He broke. Ugas's face, so everyone's saying, "Yeah, Earl Spence, Joe Spence." Right before that, Terence Crawford was the only person to ever stop Sean Porter. The only person to stop Sean Porter. So everyone's like, "So when that happened, everyone's like, yeah, Crawford, Crawford over Spence." So recency bias. Anyways, back to this fight now. Um, I want to go back, touch on something that people call fights like this boring. I don't, you know, to be honest, with you, I don't, I don't find them boring. Maybe if you're, you know, to the crowd that wants to see, you know, a street fight, it's boring. But I, I see it as an educated boxing lesson. And I, I want to give the example of, of baseball. Anybody that watches baseball out there, you know, uh, uh, um, if a pitcher is in the middle of throwing, if a pitcher throws a shutout, you know, it, a baseball inning is nine rounds, right? If it's going into like the sixth or seventh round and the pitcher is throwing a, a no-hitter, you know, they start to celebrate that. You know, you look at the bottom of TSN or ESPN, they'll say at the bottom, so-and-so going into the eighth round pitching a no-hitter. People celebrate that. But, you know, it, in it, the same, even though there's no offense, because, people, you know, I want to see home runs, you know, people on base, stolen bases, triple, doubles, and triples. There's none of that when someone's pitching a no-hitter, right? It's just straight strikeout, 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 go sit down, go sit down, no one's getting on base. But people people treat that treat that like that's something exciting, so that's what I want to bring to to boxing. I believe that um, that when you're watching greatness, when you're watching a, a flawless uh, performance from a boxer, I don't think we should be calling it boring. We should be you know embracing the the flawlessness um, that you do not see that often, especially when it's two fighters at the top level. You know, it's one thing if it's a mismatch when it's a a very good guy against someone that maybe probably shouldn't even been in there with him. But when it's two guys at the top ten, top five, remember Cambos is the one that had all the belts going into this. Cambos is the one that had all the belts. Uh, I'm sorry, Haney had one belt, and people called him an email champion because the, re the only reason why he got that belt is because Lomachenko uh, um, vacated it. That's a whole different other story, but. People were a lot of people in the boxing community were not respecting Devin Haney's belt because it, that's a whole other story. Anyways, going into this fight, Cambosis had the, the the major belt, and Devin Haney pitched a no hitter. <laughs> Devin Haney pitched a straight up no hitter for nine rounds, for twelve rounds, I should say, and that should not be looked at as boring. It should be looked at as celebrated as a flawless 
uh, um, educated boxing lesson. Those, those are, those are, you know, things like that. If any coaches out there, when you want to show, if you're trying to teach your, you know, any your boxer, not just novice, but even the the open class experienced boxers, how to properly use your jab. You know, it's one thing to do it on pads. It's one thing to hit the hit the bag and do a whole round just on jabs, and it's another thing to actually be able to execute an educated jab at the highest level against top competitors. And that's exactly what uh, Devin Haney did last night. So much respect to him. Um, what else do I got in my notes here? Uh, oh yeah, there's um, there was a rematch clause in this uh, in this fight. I, you know, even though there, there's obviously no need for a rematch, um, there is a rematch clause in the contract. So it's going to be interesting to see how how that goes. Um, there is a possibility that um, that they can, Devin Haney's camp can ask Cambosis to take uh, what is called step aside money. So basically what that is, is, you know, we, we might, even though we might be already in a contract, actually, I'm not sure, you know, obviously the contract stuff is a little bit icky, but. It, it just basically like mean you could already be in a contract to fight, but if I see another bigger financial opportunity that I can take, I'll come to you and say, listen, I'll, I'll pay you this amount of money just to get out of the fight. And it might not be the whole amount that we were supposed to fight for, but it'll be a good chunk of it. Whatever. If it was for 5 million, maybe I'll give you 2 million step aside money so I can go take this fight over here and make some more money and then probably come back later. So that, that might be the possibility um, that they might offer offer Campbell's a step aside money, so they so that uh, they can get bigger fights. And like I said, at that 135 pound division, whew, a lot of a lot of sharks from 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 Tank to to um, to Stevenson. Well, Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson is at 130, but you know, uh, uh, even someone. This is what the any anybody that loses at 135 should should take on Ryan Garcia because even though he's 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 um he's not really known in the past couple of years for his in-ring performances, you know, this guy's more popular on social media than he is in the ring. Um it would still be a big fight for whoever it is. So for both guys cuz cuz Ryan Garcia needs needs a significant fight to get his get himself relevant in at the at the 135 pound division. Right now he's only relevant because of his social media. You know, he has millions of followers on, on his Instagram or Twitter. Um, but, you know, that that's that doesn't really translate into in-ring performance because you got all these people following you. Uh, but financially, it does help. So, you know, he, that's that's what's keeping him afloat. That's what's keeping Ryan Garcia afloat at the at the, right now in boxing. Uh, what else? What else, man? I know it's still early, man. It's still too early for people in the chat. Usually, usually I ask for people's uh, scorecards. Uh, but like I said, last night was a shutout. So, you know, I'm assuming everyone had it, had it like me. Actually, what I want to know, I think one of two of the judges had it 116 to 112. So that means they gave Cambosis four rounds. I, I would love to know which four rounds they were, or if anybody out there gave Cambosis any rounds, please explain yourself. And, um, you know, unless you're related to him. <laughs> or inside of his camp, you were really looking, really looking to to give him one or two rounds. But I can't see. I don't know I can't see it. And you know, I I really try to give both guys a fair shot, but I couldn't see it. Any questions? Any boxing questions? 
about this fight or any other fights coming up. Come on, come on. I know it's early. I know there's a couple of people watching. Somebody asked me something. Um, while you're thinking of your question, boxing's in a good place right now, man. Boxing is, a, is in a very good place. We got, you know, since, uh, since the last while, Vinny Ali wants to know who am I scoring next? You know what? I should know the next week's fight, but uh, but I don't. <laughs> so whoever's the main event from from uh, next week, Vinny, can you do that for me real quick as I as I talk through, find out who who's the main event for next week, and then uh, we'll talk about that for a bit. Um, we do we have heard that uh, that uh, Spence and Crawford are very close to to finishing their or you know solidifying their fight hopefully it's going to be in october from one from what from what i hear and uh that should be crazy one thing i always hate when when you know just being in inside of the sport i'm more inside of the sport than uh than than, than a spectator so a lot of times for the reason why i bring that up is because i want to say that uh, I, I always hate it when two guys that i that i like have to fight each other <laughs> Even though they're the two best, we want to see who's the best. I just I hate when two guys that like have to fight each other. Oh, yes, yes. On Tuesday morning, uh, Nonito Donaire is taking anyway. That is a rematch from bo what both guys had a couple uh, a little while ago. Donaire is a little bit older, 39, 40 years old. But he just had a big win where he won a belt, one of the oldest guys to win a belt. So much respect to him. Anyway is a monster and um, is on most people's pound-for-pound -pound list. So this is a very tough test for Mr. Donaire, who who was on the pound for pound list about a decade a decade ago himself, um, but still doing his thing. Uh, and that fight is on Tuesday morning, like at 5 a.m. in Japan. Uh, so the real diehard boxing fans are going to be up for that. Yes, I'll be up for that. So that, yeah, uh, I'll be scoring that one. I'm not sure about live. Hopefully I can get a, a good, uh, I can watch it. But anyway, that is what we have for today. Do me a favor, please like this video, share it with somebody that who hasn't seen it yet. Um, what do we got? What do we got, Vinny? Ryaka Porhe Turchi is on Saturday, so is Dubra Brian. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Better Beef 2, Better Beef versus Joe Smith. Yes, man. Yeah, man, we got some great fights coming up in boxing. Better Beef. Is that that light heavyweight, uh, light heavyweight pound division? He is the number one guy. Uh, um, the second person is Dimitri Bival, the guy that just beat Canelo. Um, so that should be interesting. So if Bival, if, be if Better Beef gets through this fight with Joe Smith, I'm assuming him and Dimitri Bival are gonna get it on. Unless Bival wants a, uh, Bival is looking at Canelo like, yo, what up? We can do this or what? We can do this again. I can get a nice big paycheck and beat beat another the the guy who is on a pound for pound list. So, Bivol is in a good place right now. Yeah, Bivol's in a good place right now. Better Beef is one of those guys that people don't talk about, but he's a quiet monster. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's on social media. Barely speaks English. He just goes to work, gets in the ring, and seeks and destroys. <laughs> That's what Better Beef is. But yeah, so there you have it scorecard once again thank you very much for tuning in please tell a friend to tell a friend don't forget to like it share subscribe um this afternoon we will have the knockout of the week uh with my boy mike Orr at four 
couple of big knockouts this weekend. I'm not sure which one he's going to pick, but uh, I know there was a, a couple of big ones. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedric Sports, read me, hit me up on any social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, at Cedric Sports. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Actually, my bad, I'll see you this afternoon. All right, peace.